podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. I'm Quinny. I'm Jay. And we're just going to go over the last couple of games for the Reds. Um, we did have an interview lined up for today, um, but unfortunately we've had to delay that a little bit. So we will still get to that and we are really still looking forward to that. But we, we said we were going to do an episode, so we, we're sticking to our word. And um, like I say, talk about the last couple of matches, a couple of talking points from, from each of them and uh, look ahead to the Man City game. So West Ham at the weekend um, made a bit of hard work at the game again at first. But I think the quality come through in the end and we obviously got the win. Yeah, I thought uh, it, was a, it was a tricky game. I think it was always going to be. We discussed Antonio before, didn't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> how he was going to tear us apart if he didn't play well and thankfully he wasn't there. But um, it's always going to be a tough game against teams like David Moyes' managers. You know, they hold the ball up well. They counter-attack you. They hoof the ball a lot. Um, I thought we, we defended brilliantly at times. Um, especially Nat Phillips, he looked like the senior player there. He was absolutely outstanding. Um, and again, we just showed a bit of a bit of grit, a bit of character, and we went on to win the game. And that's that's all you can ask of these Liverpool players, and they're doing it again. Yeah, we we dug in, and you know we we got the win. We we deserved the win. We were definitely the better team over the ninety minutes. Um, obviously switched off a little bit for the goal. Um, and I've seen uh, Alison, sorry, get a bit of criticism over the goal that they scored. Um, people saying that if it was Adrian in goal, that you know you wouldn't have heard the end of it. He gets slated left, right, and centre. But because it's Alison, nobody bats an eyelid. So it's obviously worth mentioning. I mean, I, I personally don't think he could have done much more to to stop it. To be honest, I think it was a, it wasn't the best hit shot in the world, but it was it was nicely it was well placed. I think it was right in the corner, sort of thing. It's, it's posting in, so he couldn't have got it any further, sort of wide, if he tried. Yeah, it's just one of them goals where it's 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 off the cuff. You're not really expecting it. It's um, it it's sneaked in the corner, but he's he's hit it he's hit it fast. So I don't think he's had a, had a chance to see it or or like decide where he's gonna go with where he's just he's just gone towards the ball as fast as he can and he hasn't got it. I do agree. I think if he'd, if Adrian would have done it, he would get help. Adrian could score off a off a corner, and he'd moan that he was out of his box. He can't do no right, the lad. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm made up to have Allison back, but we did discuss it a few weeks ago that some players walk on water for everybody, and some players can't do no right, no matter what they do. It's just it's just one of them. Um, and we're seeing a bit of a change with that now with Bobby. A few people are changing their minds on him. He used to walk on water, and now. He's been criticised a little bit, but you're always going to get it. It's footy, it's a fickle game. Um, personally, I think Alisson could have done a little bit better, but as I've just said, it is, it's one of them. It's off the cuff, it's rapid, it's right on the corner. So he'd have done very well to get it, but sometimes you expect him to get them because he's that good. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I think we, we hold Alisson in such high regard that sort of even the difficult saves that he makes, he, he normally makes them look really easy. So, I think it is disappointing, especially this season. It's been disappointing that we're conceding so many goals. And I know, obviously, we've got that kind of anomaly at the Aston Villa game, contributing a lot to that. But it, it's just it's been a strange season. We we I think we've struggled, barring the Champions League, to keep clean sheets. I think last night was only our fifth of the season. 
Um, and, and I'd say three of them have come in the Champions League. So it's it's clear teams know and sort of know how to attack us a little bit better, but obviously not not enough. Um, you mentioned that Phillips, and we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, I thought Gomez was was actually solid, barring the goal on, against West Ham. I think after that mistake, he did improve in the game. I thought. Yeah, he did. I just think he's he's really got a, he's got a mistake in him. Mm. He has, and it, it is a concern. Um, as I, as I said, Nat Phillips looked like the senior player there. He was he was commanding. He was authoritative. He was he had an understanding with the goalie. Um, he just looked. He, he looked like he owned the box, and I just every every ball that went in the box, you knew he was going to be the on the end of it. That should be Gomez, but that mightn't be his his best part of his game. Maybe should we say? Now Phillips actually said that's the game that that's his strongest point in the air, and he proved it. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he was. I mean, you wouldn't have thought he was making his Premier League debut for us. Um, like you said, I, I think I put it on Twitter myself. He looked like the senior defender in the back line, and he did. Um, I think what what have what impressed me a lot with Phillips, and it's impressed me with Reese Williams as well when he's played. Is what I think the pair of them they're not afraid to keep it simple. Whereas I think the likes of Gomez and even Van Dijk to an, to an extent and Matip, they're always looking for that long pass when it's not really on or yeah. to, to carry the ball. 30, 40 yards up the field when again it might look it looks great when it comes off, but then when it doesn't come off, they they're out of position completely. What I noticed about Phillips and, and Williams is if the if the if the ball's not on or the pass isn't on or there's no run on, they either give it back to Allison or they'll just hoof it upfield themselves. And I think without Van Dyke there at the minute, we need that bit of simplicity as well as we need the sort of like marauding runs from your Gomez and your matter. Yeah, I agree. I think um, in every partnership we've had, you've needed like the likes of a, a Jamie Carragher and a Sammy Appiah, where they will just defend, they'll just get rid of the ball. They're not asked about fancy footy, but then you have your likes of Van Dijk and your, you know, Matips and that and Daniel Agger, who'll get the, get on the ball and run with it. Um, as you say, with Phillips and Williams, they were they were almost robotic at times. They they take a few steps out of their line to pass the ball. And then they just go straight back into shape. And I, I, I loved it. There's a few times Williams went over to cover right back and the other night and straight back in, backwards run, back into position. And it it did look robotic, but that's just the simplicity of the game, basic footy. And if you do them bits well, you're all right. Yeah. I think obviously it gives, you know, everyone else around them that confidence. I think it, it wouldn't it'd probably be fair to say that maybe Gomez and Alexander Arnold and, and, Robertson and, and Allison may have been a little bit unsure playing alongside Phillips and, and Williams, but obviously keeping everything simple, not really putting a foot wrong. Uh, you know, in the in the two games we've just we've just had this past week, neither of them put a foot wrong in the entire game. I think Phillips may have made one little mistake in the game, but barring that, like you know, we got man of the match for a reason. Um, and I think it obviously gives the rest of the team, well, the rest of the defense certainly a bit more confidence that. Yeah, we can we can sort of you know leave them to their own game if you like. Yeah, I think uh, with them being young and with them being like new, they're gonna get scrutinised. They're gonna be under the microscope, and every little thing they do is gonna be looked at. Um, but it's a game of footy. You you can misplace a pass. You can badly clear a ball like Gomez did the other day. But it happens. It's footy. You can't, not every single inch of your game is gonna be perfect, and that's what we've got to understand. 
um, talking about players before, uh, like Allison. We don't we don't realise how lucky we are to have players like him. Even the likes of Salah. Salah hasn't been had a mention this year. It's his highest score and start of the season for us. It's, yeah. it's mad. Manny's on fire. Jota's on fire. Firmino's been a massive part of the, the squad for years. Setting up goals. Not so much setting up goals, but, you know, just being part of the build-up playing that. We don't realise how lucky we are sometimes. And when you do look on Twitter and you see the, the bits of negativity and the way they scrutinise the players for minor mistakes, you can just see where it's a, it's a bit mad. Really? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's baffling with, with a lot of it, like especially like the Firmino talk, and obviously, yeah, he's a bit out of form at the minute, and Jota's the man in form, so it makes sense that, that Jota's the man getting the start at the minute, but we know Bobby will come back. Bobby, this will probably do the world of good for Bobby, in all honesty, in my opinion. I think having a couple of games out the team, he'll, he'll kick, I mean, he's probably always brilliant in training, but he'll kick on that bit further in training, come back into the squad and, and really really make a difference. I think what doesn't help Bobby for me at the minute, and I noticed it with the Atlanta game uh, yesterday, is because he's always willing to have the ball, you see him dropping deep so much. Like When he came on yesterday, I seen there was part and he was like, he was just sat in front of the defence waiting for the ball. And it's like, obviously that's his game and that's the way he plays, but we need him at the minute to be a bit more you know, remaining as the striker. Don't don't always drop back. We've got we've got good players in there now. Henderson's hitting a new level at the minute. Wine Aldum is looking unbelievable at present as well, I think. Um they're both looking on fire. I think we've got the players in there now, which means that Firmino doesn't have to come that deep to get the ball. He can afford to just kinda sit up front a little bit and wait for the ball to come into them and the goals will come back. Yeah I agree. I was actually explaining to to Sam yesterday, me missus was saying to her, just watch the difference of him compared to what he was like. So I was showing a Jota, was saying he's on the shoulder, and I was in awe of him to be honest. He was, he seemed to be in on the, the shoulder of the last man every time, but staying alongside him when he was running to stay on side, and it was magnificent. And I said, just look how high up he is. You can hear him screaming because there's no comment, um, no no fans. I wish there was no comment. See that fucking McManaman, but. Um, <laughs> We can all agree with yeah. that. Yeah, you, you, you could hear him shouting, Sadio, Sadio. And he was on the, the shoulder of the last man and just thinking, it's absolutely brilliant. But then the shoulder for me, you know, and was like, he's sat in front of our defence there. He's at, he's come on to try and get a goal to be, you know, to boost his confidence a little bit. And he's sat just in, he's almost playing the Fabinho role. Yeah. He's sat just in front of, just in front of our defence. But the thing is, what I've noticed about him at the minute is he's, he is getting on the ball and he's playing it, but then he's happy to sit where he is. He's not he's not marching on like he used to. Um, so we don't know what the plans are with him. He might have been told not to do that because he's burning himself out. As Klopp said yesterday, you could imagine he's played like 500 games and it's not for Liverpool. He doesn't miss a game. No, yeah, so we yeah. could do a bit of a rest. Um, I hope he's told it's not, I hope he, you know, I'm around him. It's not your form. You're doing your job. You're still making space for that other players to score. Just have a bit of a time out and um, and come back stronger than he will. You just, I'd like to see him play. You know, like if we if we're playing teams like West Ham and that, where you're gonna have to, you know, it's gonna be a bit of a battle and you're gonna have to unlock them. Then I'm happy to see like Henderson and Wijnaldum, but with Firmino behind them and then play the front three as Jota, Mane, and Salah. I said that last time. Yeah. I think he can be used. You could sort of use him or Thiago as as a one to unlock the defense. 
and at the minute Thiago's not fit enough, as we've seen. So, yeah, it could be either or for, for me. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I just want to talk. He went off track there, didn't he, and forgot the penalty <laughs> and all that. Well, that's. <laughs> I was just about to circle back to that then. So obviously the first goal against West Ham uh, come from the penalty spot. Um, now this is this has pissed me off since the game. To be honest with you, the the sort of way they're treating Mo Salah for for the way he went down and stuff like that. Now there's no denying it was a penalty. You know, Arthur Masuaku, who fouled him, even admitted on Twitter and Instagram and stuff that it was a foul. So you can't you can't say more than that. He very clearly gets kicked. Does he make a meal? Does he make the most of it? Yeah, of course he does. But that's what strikers have got to do. Unfortunately, we can't. That can't be. You know, you can't hide away from that anymore. Everyone knows the only penalty I've seen in recent years where they've stayed on the feet and got given was um, Salah and David Luiz when he, you know, David Luiz was trying to swap shirts with him mid game. Um, he, and that, <laughs> other than that, you don't see it. If a player doesn't go down, he don't get a penalty. So is he meant to stay on his foot, on his feet every time he gets kicked in the box just because it, it might look like he's, you know, diving when he's not? He's getting kicked as contact. That's that's all there is to it in, in my in my book anyway. As far as I'm concerned, now going down is an indication to the referee that you're being kicked. If you don't go down, the referee doesn't bat an eyelid. Um, even look at Jota the other day. He's getting he's getting dragged left, right, and centre, and he stays on his feet and he, he buries it. But he should go down. As soon yeah. as that arms across him and his his arms pulled, he should go down. But you get again, you get ridiculed for it. Uh, you, you're getting kicked in the back of the legs from behind when you're not really aware what's around you and you're just about to bring the ball down. It's a fucking penalty all day, every day. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've, they've they've linked it and they've showed the way Harry Kane gets his penalties. Harry Kane's being smart. He's, da- he's, he's cheating. He's jumping into players to get penalties. But if they're going to give them, then you've got to give Salas every day of the week. Um, I just think that it's different. When's a Liverpool player? When's a foreign Liverpool player? It's a lot different. When it's an English player for a, a sudden team, it's clever. Yeah. So, well, even like uh, Callum Wilson, he, he won the penalty for Newcastle against uh, against Everton. And in, I think it was, I can't remember it. I think it might have been Garth, exact but, same, Exact same situation. Yeah, but it but was, only, he drew the foul in. He was very clever and, and stuff like that. But the only difference was is that the West Ham player knew exactly where he was kicking. And Gomez for Everton literally didn't. He swung his foot of the ball and the Newcastle player jumped in front of him, took the hit, went down. Still a penalty, still a foul. But there's a difference in them. Um so on the so I mean on the subject of penalties from last weekend, uh, do you think Lalana actually fouled Harry Kane? Do you think no. was, do you think that was a penalty? No, I don't know. No, I don't. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a foul. He's got history with stuff like that, Kane. You know, I seen a video we done it with uh, Cresswell for West Ham, and you know what the that thing is? Not me, sick that he could have snapped his neck and arm by jumping into him. Yeah, I was just about to say one day he is going to break someone's neck because of it, and then well, because he's the media darling, no one will say anything about it, and it'll just be swept under the carpet. Like you know, uh, say it's fucking I don't even know. Say it was Aaron Cresswell who broke his neck, and it'd be Aaron Cresswell breaks neck after fouling Harry Kane. That's what it'll end up being. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's mad, lad. It's uh, it's it's, it's done my head in big time. It's one rule for one, one rule for another. Then you've got you've got Gary Lineker on Twitter and that, like I saying he's a diver, 
but then saying in another tweet that it's not a dive, it's very clever. They just you just all chat shit. At the end yeah. of the day, there's a bit of an agenda against foreign players diving. They blame the foreigners who come into the game. They brought the diving with them. There's been diving for years. Alex Ferguson used to train diving for Manchester United. That's why Yap Stam got fucked off because he confirmed it. <laughs> He did. Oh, he, he, he told the press that out, um, in '99 they you were practicing diving. You were training how to dive and manipulate the referee, and it's part of the game. If you can do it and get away with it, some of these that are getting given are pathetic, and some oh, yeah. of the ones that aren't, and the ones that are getting ridiculed, like I, I can't, I can't like get me head around how you're looking at a player getting kicked through the back of the legs and saying he's making the most of it. It's bizarre. Like I say, it, it's it's he's foreign and you know he's not English, so he's a diver. That's all it comes down to, um, and you know it's a shame because you know he might get fouled. Salah might get fouled against City in the box, go down, blatant foul, but because the referee's gone all the way to Mohamed Salah, not a penalty. You know what I mean? It's going to end up coming down to that, and that's hopefully if it does come down to that, that's where VAR's got to come in and actually do its job. Yeah, well, fucking hell, I wouldn't expect it, lads. They're all got traits. <laughs> Neither would I, but I'm, I'm being I, I don't like VAR. I don't want to talk about it. I hate it. I hate no. it. No, I agree. Um, so, we'll move on straight on then. Let's uh, go on to the Atlanta game. And as we said, a uh, couple of standout performances. Well, a lot of standout performances in that game, to be honest with you. Obviously, um, We'll, we'll get to Jotter in a minute because I think he's, oh, he's, he's the man we need to talk about at the minute. But I've made um, a song for him, you know. That doesn't surprise me, in all honesty. Go on then. No, I'll tell you later. It's <laughs> um, now a lot of a lot of good performances in that game. Allison made a few good saves. Shoulders really shoulders worth. Um, for Reese Williams was was excellent again, as we mentioned. Yeah. Kept it simple. Um, defended really well. Um, when he needed to. Um, I thought Gomez again again had a really good game. Obviously got the assist for the second goal. Um. Do you think just while I'm, I'm mentioning Gomez, do you think do you think he has stepped up at all in Van Dyke's absence? Yeah, he's still making mistakes, but as I've just said, footy's a fickle old game. You can make five mistakes in a game and keep a clean sheet. You can make one mistake and lose one nil. He's making mistakes. They're not they're not massive. I think it's just because, as I said before, because Van Dyke's out, he's probably made them all his career, and it just doesn't make a blind bit of difference because we don't concede. Uh, yeah, I think he stepped up to the plate. I think it's very hard to play with. He's had to play with Fabinho. He's had to play with Williams. He's had to play with Phillips. I think um, he's had to play with with different fullbacks. So yeah, a, a different goalie. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he's the only one. He's the only one in the team who stayed in the team. Yeah, the he's the only few. constant. Yeah, he's the only one there. So yeah, I think he stepped up to the plate. He's he, he's done well. I think as you, I think you said before, didn't you? We've only kept five clean sheets. Only played six Premier League games and three Champions League games, so yeah, I suppose. Uh, five clean sheets isn't too bad. They haven't conceded a goal in Europe yet, have we? No. Um. So yeah, I think I think he has stepped up to the plate. I think he's do he's doing well, and as you say, we're keeping things a lot more simple. The absence of Van Dijk, and I think it's it's starting to work. Yeah, I think I think what I've noticed a little bit with Gomez is I think he prefers playing on Van Dijk's side. I think he prefers playing on that left hand side. Because I think I don't I don't know what it is I don't know if it's him and Robert him, sorry him and Trent go forward a lot when they're on the same side whereas I think with Robertson 
he'll stay back if Gomez ventures forward a little bit and vice versa. I think there's a good a good sort of give and go with them two. Whereas I think with him and Trent, they're both very go very go go when they're on the same side. So I think he's playing better on that left hand side. Obviously, it's going to all change when when Van Dijk comes back, but it's uh, he's looking good. He's he's playing well at the minute. You can't you can't knock him. I think at the minute. Um, obviously, as I mentioned before, midfields playing played really well last night. Uh, all three of them, I think, especially Curtis Jones. That was the performance we've kind of we've known he's always been capable of, but I don't think he's really had that sort of full ninety minutes being the best midfielder for us in a game. And I think he finally had that last night. Yeah, he was spot on, weren't he? Brilliant. He was everywhere. Um, he was assured on the ball. He was comfortable. Um, the assist for for Salah's goal was was brilliant. Um, and you know, that's not that. At first, I looked at it and thought he's just hoofed that up and cleared it, but I don't think he has. I think he's picked, he's picked that up precisely. Um, he, yeah, he has got that yeah. ability. Like, I just love his confidence to like you can hear him screaming and he wants to be on the ball and he won't just play a sideways pass all the time. He will try and cut in. He'll have a shot. Um, as as Klopp said, he, he needs them to defend like a soldier and attack like a scouser, and he, he certainly did. And that's all you can ask of him. Then he's only a young lad. He, he's coming in, he's playing in different midfields. It's not like a consistent group of players he's playing with all the time. So he, he's having to learn on the job, on the pitch, in so don't get me in a tough game against a tough opponent. And he, he, he pulled the strings in midfield there. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um obviously Mo and Mane both got on the score sheet and we could we probably have talked about them tons in the past and we could talk about them tons again. But I think the main man we've obviously got to talk about is Diogo. Oh, lad. Uh, what an absolute bargain he's looking like at the minute. I just, I, I can't, um, I can't compliment him enough at the minute. It's not just with the little, it's not just with his goals. It's not just his attack and minding. My dad said to me today, he reminds me of Ian Rush. He's in the midfield. He's, he's trying to, to win the ball back. He's the, the first line of attack, but he's the first line of defence as well. So he's, he's trying to win it. He, he'll set up and he'll, he's straight on toes. He's straight off. I said myself yesterday, I've just got that buzz about me like I got when we had Fernando Torres. He just reminds me of him, the way he's... That goal he scored yesterday when he brought it down and, and buried it bottom corner it was just Torres-esque. And um, he's a delight to watch. He really is. And... It, as I've just said before, we don't realise how lucky we are to have the likes of Mane and Salah, where their performances sort of just get brushed aside now because we expect it. And they were phenomenal as well yesterday, but the difference for them, having a player to aim for, as opposed to like Firmino, who will drop behind them to set them up, I think it brought out the best of them as well. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like like you said in the, in the studio after the game last night, it's now... The differences between them and for me now is when Jota's in the front three, you've got you've got three arrows fully attacking, and he, he's a very similar player to Mo and Mane. He's he's always hungry, um, and I mean as goals that he scored last night, he, he had that goalkeeper's game down to an absolute tee from the first moment. <laughs> Knew that keeper always went low, like you see him at that first goal. He hasn't even had to he hasn't had to lift it that high off the ground to get it over. Him. That um, that first goal, I was literally, I just I just again. It's a stroke of genius when you just sit there. I used to do it in the cup all the time with Torres and Suarez and think, please stay forever. 
because you see things like that and that was a moment like that yesterday. The, them first two goals, I was just like, fucking hell, lad. <laughs> you are you are something. Yeah. It, it was great, lad, honestly. But the smile on my face when that first one went in because I was shouting, go down, go down. And then he stayed on his feet. And to, to, to put the ball where he did off a little flick like that was just par vile. It was a par vile on the goalie. But it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Um, I think I didn't really sort of react to the goal too much when it went in because I've seen the player behind him throw his hands up, and what I've thought is he's gone down holding his face or something like that. But then I've seen him, and then I've seen what he's actually done. I was like, oh right, he's just saying I haven't touched him. Um, but like you say, the finish was just was different class. It's what you'd expect from from Mo or or Mane, and it's it's what you expected back in the day. Like you say. From your Torres, from your Suarez, even you know your, your Robbie Fowler would have done something like that. Would have been yeah. cheeky to do it. Um, out of the it's first, early days, like, but he's he's just looking. It's just so positive for him. Well, it just looks like he's like you said again. It just looks like he's going to score every single time he gets the ball, and that's what you want at the minute. That's you know that that's a dangerous thing to have. We want we want we want to go into games having defenses worried about all of our front three. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I think any front three we'd put out, you're gonna you're gonna have defenses worried. But especially at the minute with the three of them in banging form, it, it's massive. It's it's huge for us, especially when we have we are supposedly in in this uh, in this crisis and had a bad start of the season and all that shit. Oh no! <laughs> Do you know what, lad? It, it is mad though to think like we've conceded. I think we've conceded the most goals in the league. We've got a tough group in the Champions League. Van Dijk's injured, Thiago was injured, Keita was injured, Oxlade was injured, Alisson was injured, Fabinho was injured, and our season ended against Everton. And they've... <laughs> <laughs> the Van Dijk injury has affected them more than us. It's fucking great, lads. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? But it shows what, you know, it shows what Klopp's instilled in these players over the past five years. And obviously the newer ones coming in as well, but it just shows the mentality of all the players. Like, all right, yeah, we've lost the best defender in the world, and what? Exactly, because we've got we've got a nineteen year old there who just steps up and plays like that. Uh, also, what a massive shout as well! A massive, massive shout for Shakiri because he was absolutely phenomenal when he came on against West Ham. Yeah, the changed pass. the game. He changed the game that passed. Um, it was who was the other pass? He done the exact same one. Was that against Midland? Yeah, he played it in for the same one across the Trent and Trent. The Trent, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, on a plate, absolutely out of the world. The pass looking one way, fucking manipulates the defense, plays it another way. Superb. He's been brilliant, and I love to see like the way Klopp is with him again. Yeah, arms around him, proper into it and um, he's revived uh, don't get me wrong I don't think he'd ever deserved his, his career to be in doubt at Liverpool he, he never done a thing wrong when he played no. um, I just don't know whether he might be a little bit injury prone maybe a little bit fatigued a bit too much whatever it is might insane as well as the others but I don't think Klopp would keep him around if he didn't think he was he was going to play and he's certainly making a difference to the team now yeah I mean me and you talked about Shaqiri very early days and said, you know, there's always been sort of rumours and and sort of whispers about his, his attitude at these big clubs, and that's why he hasn't lasted. And so I was thinking it could have been down to that. But right now, he's he's fit. He's playing his way 
into the team. And I mean, you know, I think if Salah and Mane weren't in as good a form as they are at the minute, he'd be starting as well. And we'd only have one of the, the sort of true front three in the squad at the minute. Um, it must be a it must be a nightmare for Klopp to pick because I'll be honest with you, Shakiri technically on the ball, he he's fantastic. Yeah, he is. He is. Really he, is. He's a well yeah, I've got he is a world class talent and you can't deny that. And I hope we just now start seeing the best of that. Um, you know, we've we've seen glimpses of it in the past, like his, his performance against United a couple of seasons ago was out of this world, he won the game. He's he's shown glimpses of it and we now need to start seeing that. On a regular basis, and I mean, straight away you look at you look at like the bench that we're putting out now compared to a couple of seasons ago, and you add, you know, you keep Milner on the bench. You've got Cater on the bench, uh, you know, Mata, Fabinho, whoever's on the bench, and then Minamino, Minamino, Shakiri, Origi, even Firmino. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's Jota. It's like the bench is looking so much better, and it's what we needed. Um, even with the injuries, we're still we're still fielding strong teams and strong benches, so it's looking good at the minute. Um, I just want to say as well, I think um, it was really good seeing Simakas come on yesterday as well. Uh, nice to have him back after an injury. means we can afford to give Rob a little rest when we need to. Um, but the one sub I do want to sort of just mention very quickly, because he's obviously had a bit of shit over the last few weeks, is Nico Williams. Um, Champions League debut for him last night. He come on and you know what? He he done well. He, he actually he, he defended well. He stopped a few attacks. Um, yeah, he did that. Yeah. In a 10 minute cameo, we done brilliant. And I thought it's just what he needed to just come on, have a little cameo, not put a foot wrong, do a couple and just, just contribute a bit. You know what I mean? As I say, he had a shit time a few weeks ago and it was unwarranted. And again, it might have only been for 10 minutes, but he's shown that he is he's a fucking really good player. Yeah, he is. He's a, ta- he's a very talented player. Um, fans getting on his back won't help him whatsoever. The, the young players you need to support from the fans, no matter what. Whether the good or shit, whatever you think, as I've said, leave it in the pub. Say, yeah. oh, I wouldn't play him or he's great. Him. Don't don't tweet the lad. Um, yeah, I think he had, a, he had a good 10 minutes. That, that at the time he came on, they were very attacking. Um, they could have had two or three themselves, only for yeah. the defence and Allison. You know, and a bit, bit of luck off the bar, but yeah, he, he played well. Williams played well, Jones played well, so um, it's what you want, lad, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, so I put a question on Twitter last night, um, about about Bobby. So, um, I'm gonna ask you to on here get your opinion. So, at the minute, are you in, are you in the middle of a war? I think so, yeah. No, it's uh, it's bombing. I tune in it, so you know, it, yeah, it's it's war basically. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> not a screen wars. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, to be fair, my, the next three thought of the man is Ashbank, so that kind of says it all. No, uh, <laughs> no um, yeah, I put it. In, I put it up about Bobby. Um, given Jota's current form, does at the minute, I'm not saying forever. Obviously, that would be stupid. Do, right now, though, does Bobby get back in the squad for you in the in the starting eleven? Rather, sorry, in the starting eleven against Manchester City. Um, oh, see, this is where it's tough. This is where it's tough. If we were playing, say, for instance, we were playing Newcastle at home, no, because you know Jota's going to score a few. Um, I think, I think we might need to be a bit more reserved against Man City. So I would go for Firmino. 
Um, okay. He will drop. He'll drop deep. He'll defend. Don't get me wrong. Jota will as well. Jota will do a job. But I think Salah, Mane, and Jota all going forward at the same time against the counter attack and Man City could be dangerous. For me, and I'll still sit in a little bit. We don't really have two going forward, and I think if we weren't in a position in the game where we we would like to be, I think I'd prefer to bring Jota on than Firmino, because I think Jota would get you the goal and Firmino wouldn't. That's my opinion on it. Um, I think Firmino still offers a lot. He has been a little bit slack the last few weeks. He's had he's had a few few games where he's been rested now. He's been rested from the start yesterday. Um, and in, I think, one of the other Champions League games, he got he got rested, didn't he? Jota, um, did Jota start against West Ham as well? Uh, no, he, he come on, didn't he? Because him and uh, Shakiri come on at the same time. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, I think Firmino's been rested for about what about two hours over the last few weeks, which he he might have needed. So yeah, I think I'd, I'd play for I play for me, you know, I play for me, you know, Mane and Salah. The the one for me is the midfield. But would you would you play him or not? Um, yeah, I think I think I probably would go with Firmino. You know, like you say, we know he's going to defend, and he'll we know like we said he'll he'll drop back and stuff like that. Um, I think it's not the it, City isn't the game where we want to be changing formation and styles and stuff like that to incorporate the four of them. I don't think this is the game to do that. I think we need to stick to what we know, keep it sort of tight against them. Um the midfield's a, a tricky one. Um I think you've you've Henderson and Wijnaldum, I think, especially on the performances over the last couple of games, I think the they're nailed on to start. It's just who goes in there with them. Do you bring Cater in? Do you go with sort of Milner as the trusted one? Um it's a tough one, I think. Certainly, Henderson and, and Wijnaldum, definitely. Um, what I did want to ask you, with the City game coming up, if Matip's fully fit, would you start him or would you stick with Phillips or Williams? Um, against Manchester City, Matip. Yeah, I would. Um, I think Phillips, Phillips isn't as, as mobile as Matip, I don't think. Um, he's not as dangly. Um, <laughs> Williams, I, I don't know. I, I like them. I like them both. I just don't think. Don't think they're going to be putting the ball in the box a lot on in the air. So I think I'd rather go for a player who's going to win the ball with his feet better. I think Matip and Gomez is me starting centre ass for that in midfield. Um, as you say, it is tough. Anderson's obviously nailed on. He's been world class again. Um, with with, with Alden and Milner for me, I think Milner's got to start. Um, but there is a little bit of me thinking if Milner doesn't start, I would quite like to see Firmino centre mid. Yeah, I, I play like I play two Alden with Henderson and Wijnaldum, and I've just played Firmino in front of them, and then I play. Jotter on the left, Mane up front and Salah on the right and just see how it goes. Worst case scenario, can say for instance, it doesn't work out and we concede an early goal and we don't look very creative, then you take one of your, your, your front four off, for me, you know, being the fourth one, and bring on bring on Milner. Yeah. Um, um, it's just a, 
obviously we've got to go there. A, a draw is enough for me. I think that I think the title's going to be a two-horse race. I think it's going to be us and them. Um, as I've said before, I do think that it's going to be won on a lot less points this year. I think the, the strength of the league is a lot stronger. I think we will lose a few games. We'll draw a few games. I think we'll win the league on about 80 points myself. We've just got to take points off City home and away. And I think that's it wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, score predictions for Sunday? 3-0. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's bold. <laughs> um, 3-0. And my first goal scorer is going to be Wijnaldum. Hey, that's... Certainly. I say that like I've got any knowledge about why. I haven't got no knowledge why. I just that's what just I think. Just good feeling, that, isn't it? That's the best. I way. say that to you, and then I am now forced to put a fiver on that bet. <laughs> no, I do. I think uh, I th- I'm confident. I'm really confident, lad. I think they haven't had a great start to the season, no. and and the way the press are going on about like we haven't had a great start to the season, but there we are, sat three points clear at the top of the league again. Madden. And it just, do you know what? It's sound, so the pressure's on them to come at us and perform. They're not going to go like league, they're going to try and come. They're going to do what they've done when we won the league. They're going to try and blow us away. And I think we'll be ready for it. Oh, yeah. We know we know that they're... We've always known that they're capable of, of a performance like that against, you know, our hungover, newly crowned champions. Um, but there's no denying that you've got a lot of quality in the team. I think um, no Guerrero is key, is massive, I think. Still not sold on on their sort of that Ferran Torres looks like an alright player, but I think defensively I'm still not sold on on Aki or that Ruben Diaz that they brought in. Um, I don't think any of them are up to. I don't think either of them really up to scratch. Aki is a good defender, but he's not. He's not sort of. He's not the type of defender who's going to transform your defence and win your league like Van Dijk. Um, no, I don't think as well. I don't think he's going to be clever enough as well. I think he steps out a lot. I think he's he's one of them. He's a bit like Skirtle where he has to be first to the ball. And I think uh, Manny and Salah, I, I, I do, I'm confident, lad. I'm confident. I hope I don't sound like a dickhead when we do our next <laughs> podcast, but I am confident. Um, no, I'm always confident. Stuff like, but, um, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1. Um, and I think, I, I'm, I'm going to say Jota's going to get the winner. Oh, lad, I love him. He's phenomenal. He's been, as I say, he's been, a, he's been an absolutely... Brilliant signing, and I think it's it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit because we were all buzzing with with Thiago, and you know all the songs got made about Thiago and stuff and like all. that. And Jota it's mad, isn't it? kind of got swept under the carpet a little bit. I've been for Thiago. He's played one game. <laughs> when's, uh, the, when's the Jota one? Because of who he was, isn't he? Jota, Jota was sort of like a no one, um, yeah. and I think that that's how we like it. He's coming as a no one, and he's going to be a superstar, and yeah. he is. He's going to be one of the... When the fans are back in the ground, mate, he's going to be the one to have them all buzzing. No, um, it's it's kind of like the, the Manny signing a bit, isn't it? Like, he's come from a, a sort of team who were performing well, but nowhere near our level. Um, And he's he's at the ground running and he's becoming... And soon, like you say, he's going to be an absolute superstar. Um, So, hopefully, you'll have a top for Jota coming out soon. I'm debating it. I think he deserves one. Yeah, might bring a Christmas jumper out. <laughs> um, so I think that's everything for today. Uh, say we've covered both games now. I think uh, it's 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 nice, isn't it? Nice to be back, feeling this way after the sort of I felt dejected after that Villa game. Like the fact the way we bounced back, you can't knock it. That they've been brilliant since. But I felt like we. I felt like. We, 
it was it was coming. There was a loss coming because the way we were defending and that didn't expect it to be like that. But that was that happens. You know, three of the goals were deflections against Villa. There was a few refereeing mistakes. We should have had a penalty. It's, it's just one of them. It happens, but I think it's worked in our favour. Like when Tottenham done us over at yeah. their place, and I don't think we went about twenty games unbeaten. Then it's just one of them. Um, got to take it on the chin and accept that you will get beating games but the way we've gone for it so it's been different we haven't just gone out and battered everyone Sheffield United was gritty West Ham was gritty the Champions League Ajax we were brilliant but it could have been any score same with Midtjyllands and then Atlanta comes the team that for the first time in in ages I haven't put Liverpool in the accumulator because I didn't really know what was going to happen, didn't know what to expect from them. They could have blown us away, could have been 5 5, and then we come out like that, and they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, gives it gives it a lot more. I mean, don't, as I say, I was already confident going into Sunday, but it does give you that extra bit of confidence that you want going into that game. Um, so I'm looking forward to Sunday, and I'm looking forward to getting back on in and talking about it. Um, so I say, we will leave it there for this one. Um, just want to obviously talk a little bit before we go again about uh, obviously the sort of help that you're initiating with, with the food banks. You're doing a lot at the minute, so that's off to you there. Uh, nice you just, one. Just done a giveaway, haven't you, with, with the plaque and the T-shirt, and uh, you've just you've just started another one tonight, I believe. Yeah, so basically, uh, me neighbour over the road, um, out of respect for Poppy, Poppy Day and Rem- sorry, Remembrance Day, um, he's done a He's done, a, he's done a wooden plaque on Canadian maple wood, I think he said it was. I'm, I'm no expert. It smelt lovely in our house, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, and he's basically lasered it, the Liverpool badge, at, um, a soldier, and then like the message of they gave up their tomorrows for our today, which I think some people do forget. And so we, we've raised money. We've raised 150 quid off that and one of our T-shirts. Um, we raffled them together. And, <laughs> of course, my auntie won it. <laughs> I would think would have no interest in a plaque or a t-shirt and she was absolutely over the moon when I told her she'd won it lad. <laughs> um but again it was it was a pound a number. We ended up raising 150 quid, which has gone to our collection for the food bank so far. Um, we'll do a big shop in December, but I'm not gonna release the total figure yet because it's growing, but it's looking very good. So um basically I, I bought FIFA when it came out. Sam bought it for me for my birthday and pre-ordered it but it didn't come in time and because I'm a brat I had to buy it anyway so <laughs> I had to so I'm, <laughs> I am raffling this one off um, to raise raise more money for the food bank so I'm open to be honest I'm open this goes more than the plaque because it's, it's nearly Christmas you could win you could win a £95 game for a pound and it's the, it's the type of people who buy the odds one that win you got people buying tens and twenties, which is absolutely amazing because the money's going to the food bank. But then, even if you buy one, it's it's worth the pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Oh so, yeah, it's great. We're open. To, we're open to be able to do a big, massive, massive shop. I've spoke to Dave, um, Dave Kelly from the food bank. I spoke to him at length the other day. Um, we've got his t-shirts going to him this week, him and Ian. Um, but he he spoke to us and basically they. They're trying a bit more this year. They're doing Christmas dinners for people. 
they're getting them made and getting them delivered to their houses. Christmas Day, they're doing Boxing Day packs, so people have got snacks on Boxing Day. They're asking for selection boxes and boxes of quality streets and roses and that for people. So not only are they trying to feed people, they're now trying to like gift them. They're trying to give them little Christmas sentimentals and it, it shouldn't be this way, but unfortunately someone's got to do it and they're doing a marvellous job. Yeah, well, I think the one thing it's it's done for me is it's kind of, well, in Liverpool especially anyway, it's reaffirmed my sort of belief in, in human nature. Like, obviously, all the stuff you're doing and you see other people. Um, I've got a couple of mates who uh, do their own podcast called The Drunken Side Quest. They done a four-hour live stream uh, last Friday where all money yeah. raised for the food bank. So, basically, the way they done it, it was a good live stream, to be fair. Um I was going to jump on it myself, but I was, was dead in bed, so just was in no fit state to do it, unfortunately. But what they were doing, they were getting people to to pay into the, the donation, and um, you know, like so, you'd say, pay, uh, donate a fiver, walk down whatever's left of our drinks. I think they had like a ship, a ship, a ship pint in the middle. You know what I mean? Just mixing loads. I think if you paid like a tenner or something, they'd, they'd down that. Um, and then I think it was like a, a pound. And you'll write whatever you want on on the other one. Just just fucking having getting pissed, having a laugh, but raising money for a good cause again. I think today's about that's great. That I think today's about two hundred and twenty quid. So again, it's it's going to the right place. It's going to the right people. Um, so it's been fantastic to see. I think the boycott pay per view. I think I've seen it raised one hundred and twenty grand or one hundred and twenty five grand or something like that in Liverpool. Yeah, so, it's amazing, amazing, phenomenal. Um, and, and we I, said it last time. I'm hoping. The boy, if they do get rid of the pay-per-view prices, I'm hoping you know people don't stop donating to the food banks just because they're not giving the 15 quid to you know it's not 15 quid going somewhere else instead. Still, obviously, keep giving all the money you can to the food banks. If you've got a five a spare and you, you you know you don't need it, give it to the food bank if you can, or go out and spend it on a few tins and you know some drinks, whatever. Just just help help them out as much as you can if you can. I think I think when people seen the figure of like hundred and twenty thousand pounds raised, um, they sort of went, "Oh, they've, they've done all right now. They might need any more." As, as I said on the last one, they they have they used to raise a ton of food per match day between Liverpool and Everton fans every home game, and they haven't had one single home game since March. So they are well behind. Oh, they are yeah. for as much donations as possible. As I say, I spoke to Dave the other day, and he was saying like how they've got. Some firms, you've got Liverpool supporters clubs in in London and other parts of the city, um, country. Just just go on a click and collect at, at Asda, and just send them like a, a truck full of food, and it's amazing. But I would encourage everyone, even if you, even if you go shopping once a week, just put two tins or something in your shop and just make a little bag. And when it when it comes down to it, just take a little bag wherever you need to take it. Um, Saint Andrews is our one. But say so you can't do enough for them. A pound here, a pound there, it does add up. And when when you're shopping for for a cause like that, and you're not being, you're not wanting Heinz beans because you're not asked. You just want to feed people. You can get so much for so little, yeah. and it does mean a lot. Um, as I say, I spoke to Dave, and he was he was saying about like some people have donated like six hundred pizzas to to students and that because they can't go out and stuff, and. Um, they're feeding as many people in as many places as they possibly can. They've even got a mobile shop now, and they're right. taking. They, they parked up in a location last week, 
and they're going to try and get a few more out there. Um, and basically, they park up. It's all stock. It's like a little market. And you pay three pound, £3.50 £3. membership and you get 15 quid worth of food for you, three fifty. And it's, it's there for you to just go and pick up. It's brilliant. So it is it's superb, as I say. It's just, just heartbreaking that it's needed. But unfortunately, it is needed and it's going to continue to be needed while this government's in. So do as much as you can. So yeah, I'm doing a raffle now for me FIFA pound a number. We're not we're not having a limit on the number. We're going to just end it when we feel like we've hit enough. Um, we've done the plaque and the t-shirt. We're also doing the t-shirt, the Republic of Liverpool t-shirt from Scouts Power Nineteen, which two pound fifty of every sale goes to the food bank. So up to now, it's, we're doing as much as we can. But if everyone does a little bit, they'd be they'd be in a better position come Christmas. Yeah, and that's what that's the only thing we can hope for at the minute. So yeah, head over to Scouse Power underscore nineteen on Twitter uh, to get involved with Jay's giveaway there or raffle rather, sorry. Um, and you know, like you say, a quid for the sort of dearest version of FIFA. Not too shabby, daily is it? Let's be honest. And you're helping people out. So yeah, head over to Scouse Power and uh, all the details are there. How you can enter that. And good luck to everyone who does. Uh, nice one. No problem. Have a good one, everyone. Up the edge. Sports Social Podcast Network.